This is Beth Rockefeller. This is Mia Rockefeller. This is Greg Rockefeller. And this is Reading with the Rockefellers, a family book club podcast. Today we will be covering King's Cage, the third book in the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard. So grab a copy and join us on this literary journey. I am never alone. The jailers do not leave. Always do, always watching, always keeping what I am silent and suppressed. They don't need anything more than a locked door to make me a prisoner. Not that I can even get close to the door without being manhandled back to the center of my bedchamber. They're stronger than I am, and forever vigilant. My only escape from their eyes is the small bathroom, a chamber of white tile and golden fixings, with a forbidding line of silent stone along the floor. There are enough of the pearly grace labs to make my head pound and my throat constrict. I have to be quick in there, and make sense of every strangling second. The sensation reminds me of Cameron, and her ability. She can kill someone with the strength of her silence. As much as I hate my guards, constant vigil, I will not risk suffocating on a bathroom floor for a few extra minutes of peace. Welcome to Reading with the Rockefellers. This is Season 3, Episode 2, King's Cage, Chapter 2. So Mary needs to be real quick in the bathroom. She can't dilly-dally in there. Hang out in there while right. her family likes. Right. She doesn't have a cell phone though. No. No. So what's she gonna do in there? Get in there and get done. And she says later on in the chapter that she's eating heartily, so Yeah, she's doing it. Can well. imagine it's easy to be quick? Right. Yeah. So let's get to the recap. But if you're if you're like, you know, strangling while you're going, then Then maybe it's a little easier? To what? To like deuce in this. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's <laughs> You tried putting it delicately. Well, I mean it's what she's talking about. I mean I mean it's what we were all talking about. Right. She's got it. She, no no dilly dally. Right. It's like my dad in there and out and down. And that's his torture. She's thinking, What's Maven got in store for me that you are never gonna be able to enjoy a crap in your life? <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. That's the worst torture there is. Yeah. You, you the bathroom that's, that's my me time. That's not, your private most, time. Most people's sanctuary. Yes. Yeah. She doesn't have that. It's not that your legs are going to fall asleep while you're sitting there. Oh. It's no. that you're going to actually be slowly suffocating and suffocating and losing your air supply. While you're trying yeah. to pinch like, one. Trying to take a juice in space. Without <laughs> a hot dog. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> you Did I mention earlier I'm watching an alien show? <laughs> Our recap is brought to you by right. taking a crap in space. That's right. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Let's Here's go. what happens in this episode. Here's what happens in this chapter, basically. Mary's never alone. It's the first thing we hear. Yet she spends most of this chapter talking about how she feels so alone. Yes. So, there's a lot there. Teenage girl. Right. So, we just discussed it. The, the silent stone in the bathroom and the Arvin's there. It basically... She even mentions it feels like Cameron's ability when Cameron almost killed her on accident. It just is sucking her dry. Yeah. She's still got her chains. Yeah. And her shackles. But it's a nice bedroom. Books. Right. Yeah. But there's always Arvis there. But <laughs> yes, correct. I wanna know how big is this cage? It's a, just a room, isn't it? Like, but like, well, like how big is, is it? But is it? We'll get to that. Hang is on. It, I, I realize it's a metaphorical cage. Right. Is it also a literal cage with like bars and whatnot? Like, no. If they, if I, they I want to call it for the for the TV show, is it just going to be like a giant bird cage or whatever with like gilded? No, it's just a no, room. No, it's it's just a room. It's like a bedroom. It's not even like a display cage. No. no. Why does she keep calling it a cage then? Because she's dramatic. Is this like when when Lady Gaga was like on Twitter and she said famous prison and Amanda Knox said, yeah, but prison was also prison. Right. <laughs> Everybody was like, oh! Right, right. Well, right. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway. 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 Um, so then she just starts counting the days. She's like notching him on the 
the floorboard. Five, six, seventeen, thirty-one. We know Mary can't count. Like, that, she's only got four notches there, and she's up to thirty-one. Yeah. <laughs> no, she has thirty-one notches oh, there. We gotcha. just we just heard four of them. Gotcha. It's this not, this, this isn't time is going to pass yeah. in this particular situation. Yeah. This isn't Cal. American <laughs> count. I want to I want to visualize that in the show, you know, she's drawing with something, and each time you see her make a mark, like her nails are like longer and grosser. Right. She looks more like a. The thing that crawls out of the well in the ring. And she mentions that. She said there's no mirrors and talks yeah. about how she knows she has to look <laughs> awful. Probably look awful. Probably well, not even human. We know what she, how bad she looked before she yeah. got captured. Right. Inverted commas got captured. Right. right. Yeah. Let herself get captured, whatever. Whatever you call this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's got nightmares. She just says she has nightmares because she doesn't have Cal there. She misses everybody. This big, warm beefiness. Right. She misses everybody and keeps telling herself that they're all safe. But she doesn't know that. <laughs> at all. She really doesn't. She doesn't know, like, they, they didn't take her off and maybe was like, all right, off of Cal's head. Right. Yeah, she doesn't know. Um, I... She, go ahead. No. Go ahead, keep going. I'll was, talk about that. I was gonna say she expects Maven, and she hasn't seen him since, which is interesting. Yes. Yeah, especially when we get to the detail later on, where like he made such a big deal about that one thing, and then it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. yeah. And what are you planning, or what is keeping him away? Yeah. Why is more important than him being there? There. You know, torturing. And she thinks about. She's like, well, he's running this without. The queen, he doesn't. He's yeah. He's she, he's in damage knows. control right now. Yeah, she knows. Because otherwise, it would be like a cat just there, you know, with his favorite toy. But right, can't. There's got to be something, something keeping him away from that. And yeah, he even, and it's not just a, I finally got it, so now I've got to move on to the next thing. Right, there is no next thing. It's right. Something's keeping him from this. Yeah, and she even makes mention of the fact that this this is Maven's punishment for me is. To store me away so everyone just forgets about me. Right. Like, the longer she's they, she's in custody and she's just rotting in a prison, no one's thinking about her or the rebellion as much. You, you know what I mean? He's yeah. made it seem like it's gone away, which it hasn't, right. obviously. <laughs> but she's got a big pity party now. And this is when she starts thinking about how she... They say she should. They shouldn't have gone to Koros. She thinks it's because Shay's dead. She's like, oh you know, we saved Julian and Sarah. All, yeah, all of these, these people. people. But, but my brother died. Yeah. I would, yeah, basically give it up if Shay were still here. And she's mad at John because he knew this was going to happen. Stay classy, man. Okay, I love that she's like, I'm mad at John because he knew this okay, was going to happen. I'm also mad at John. So right. That's fine. Yeah. But. She's not mad at herself for thinking that she would literally trade thousands of lives just for her brother back. Just give him back. Right. But the, all the people that we freed, they got to die. Well, yeah, we talked about that, um, I believe it's either at the end of la the last book or during the recap, where she was so horrified in the first book about them rationalizing the people, the death of the people that they were having to kill at the sun shooting, you know, the rationalization she was having to make to herself. That was four victims, four intended victims. Right. This is hundreds of people that she would gladly turn around for one. So that's some exponential. Right. Uh, but here's almost just like it's just dissociating, you know. Bring that back up after the recap because I want to go in more yeah. depth there. Um, so then she gets she takes this nice pity party Sunday she's concocted and tops it off with a giant martyr cherry. <laughs> Talks about how she gave everything for all their lives, <laughs> Fan, you know, family cow, Kalorn. And she's, that's why she sacrificed herself for oh all God. of their lives. Right. And that they will come for her. Like, they will come for me. And she's like, okay, no, they won't. <laughs> she can't make up her mind there. They're coming for me, right? They're, they're going to save me? No. Okay. Right. So then we get to December 11th-ish. <laughs> she says, as far as she can tell, 
It's December 11th, which means she had had a birthday a couple weeks prior. Yeah. So now she's 18. She's 18. Yeah. Somewhere Cal's like. <laughs> but, like I hinted to earlier, her birthday came and went with no visit from Maven. Correct. Where Correct. he had made a big deal in several of his notes to her about they were going to spend her, her next her birthday, birthday together. together. And then he didn't even show up for that. It's almost like she's still mad like at her boyfriend. It's right. Really weird. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I heard a lot of that yeah. from her in this. You know, he didn't like, call me on my birthday. Exactly. Oh my god! Here I am, captured yeah. and dating, and he can't sacrifice myself for all these people yeah. for him, and he's not even going to come and see me out there. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? It's pretty bad. It is, oh, I'm yeah. telling you, and it made. It's just getting started. <laughs> it gets worse. Yeah. We got whole, yeah. We got half a book of this. Right. A couple dozen chapters. So then she's like sitting there talking about how she she's eating her breakfast, but she doesn't really want to eat. So then she just like starts throwing her glass and throwing dishes like a little child. But that she does this a lot. And that this is like a regular thing. Yeah. Right? And you're just like, yeah, whatever. Okay. They don't even care anymore. Then, and they don't even clean up the broken glass. No. They just leave they it just there. wait for somebody else to come yep. and do it. She does this so frequently. Yep. So finally then, Mare has a visitor. The door opens and she's like, oh, it's cow. Oh no, she's like, well, I think she said it was like Farley or it's her brother or it's Kalorn. Kalorn. Oh, Cal. <laughs> oh, I wanted to be Cal so much. Like, girl, okay. But it's no, not. No, it's not the time for your weird fantasies. Not any of those no, people. It's nor is it me. It's Evangeline. <laughs> it's probably the least, like, if you made a list of like 45 people that Mary would want to see come through the door, Evangeline would be last. Because, I mean, Maven would be. Right. <laughs> right. So she doesn't want him to come, but, but really she, she does. does. She does. So yes. yeah, you're in strolls of Angeline, wearing a dress made of needles. <laughs> I just am, I'm imagining like almost like like I'm thinking it looks like one of those like shimmer dresses yeah. with all of like the the sequin. Brand. Strings hanging off of yeah. it, but instead those are needles. Yeah. yeah. Well, she always awesome. wears dresses of metal. You know that, right? That's yeah. they've always described That's it that funny. way. You know, to a certain segment of the population, she's already smoking hot just thinking about needles and piercing your mm-hmm. just saying. Yeah, not even not not even like blades. Just like you just be getting hit over and over with just hundreds of needles. Yeah. Yeah. So Evangel- the Arvins are even like, you know, they're not supposed to be here. And yeah. Like, um, I'm Evangeline. Yeah. <laughs> if I want to talk to her, I'm going to talk, talk to her. her. They're right. like, yeah, no, that's not, this is not protocol. We didn't get any kind of note. Well, but, absolutely nothing. But the king but sent she, me here, so. Well, yeah. I, well, well, I didn't see it that way. I mean, she does not back down no. at all. So. I, I like Evangeline. I, I, I mean, I, I just... Because yeah. Evangeline, she, like, takes... She, like, runs her hand right. over her dress and, like, pulls out a bunch of evil. I don't know that she's an inherently evil person. She no. just is the system she's in. And yeah. she went from... Should have been the... Which she is, the queen. But then out of nowhere, Mare falls in and everything just goes ape crap. Mm-hmm. So she's probably mad at Mare for that more than anything. Right. Which is understandable, but so they she Evangeline wins this confrontation as we knew she would. Yeah, and they basically drag Mary out of there by her chains mm-hmm. and take her to a few different places. And she talks about how she's trying to remember where she's going now because she wants to. She has to escape. Oh, poor anyway. girl. So and then they take her to the council chambers, which the last time she was there was that when. Um, What's her name was killed? Walsh. Yeah. So she doesn't she want to go in the there. Right. Capsule or whatever. Yeah. Right. And they basically drag her in, and the last thing we see in this chapter is she's brought in, but the council chamber is gone, but what is there is much worse. <laughs> that's where the chapter ends. That's where the chapter ends. So, knowing, I'm not going to say anything about what it is, but knowing what it is, it's, she seems real dramatic. 
She does. It's a heated toilet seat, but still silence. <laughs> <laughs> so she's been more comfortable, like, but uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like a big screen TV. It's like real housewife. Like <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, charcuterie plate, but, but silence. But, <laughs> so you can have all of this, but, but you silence. gotta deal with silence stone while you're in here. Oh. Yes. Yeah. That's so, really fun. <laughs> that's our, that's our crap in space <laughs> recap for you. Brought to you by Crap in Space. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's what. Yeah, there's not a lot happened specifically, but we get a lot of mares. We always do. Yeah. But I think our true colors show in regards to Maven a little bit here. Okay. So remember when Mare said that the fact that she doesn't know her guards' names made them was like better for her. Yeah, because then she's not gonna have to bother when she kills them. Mm-hmm. Right. So now she's named them. Yes. She doesn't right. have her real names, right. but she's named them all. Yeah. So, she's, so now they're gonna be being closer because she named them. Right. Exactly. So it's gonna mean something to her. It's, it's like, like Mayor. It's like when you name food. You're like, oh, it's like <laughs> Like my brother with the herb roasted chicken. Yeah. And the waitress is like, we call it Herbie. What sides would you like with Herbie? And he's like, I can't eat this, his name is Herbie. Right. <laughs> differentiate I herself guess. or how clever she is. <laughs> because she's real proud of herself with the names that she gives them. Right. One of them, I named him Egg. Because his, his head, head looks like an egg. You almost said it at the same time, didn't you? I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> called one of them Guy Face because he's Guy and has a face. No, the other one is Trio. He has a, a three lines, three lines tattooed down the back of his neck. Yeah. So if you touch the back of his neck, the menu screen pops. <laughs> if you get to a settings menu screen, there. yeah, my account search. <laughs> it's all right. Rewards. <laughs> Store located. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third one, for some reason, is kitten. Well, there's there's four. There's kitten, which she doesn't really. She's just like older I guess her woman. Little face or whatever. And then the the fourth one is Clover. Oh, because of the green eyes. Because of the green eyes. And Clover, the one that steps to Evangeline. No, I think that was kitten. Yeah, was it? it's kitten. Oh, that's kitten versus Evangeline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think kitten is like an older. Yeah, I don't. I don't think kitten is supposed to be. No, I'm sure. But I'm There's sure no she's, implications here with that. She steps to Evangeline, she's just going to be one second closer to dying. It's <laughs> one of your lives, kitten. What do you think is going to happen? Evangeline, who's formidable enough by herself, is going to kill you, or you're going to kill her, and Ptolemus is going to kill y'all. Right. Well, there's also, for the record, there's also a bunch of guards that came with Evangeline. But they're just guards. They're just security they're guards. Right. But There's still, no, and she mayor notices there hasn't been any sentinels yep. around to her either. So Maven and all of his top people are somewhere else for a, a month, and we have no idea where. Right. And also, she hasn't mayor hasn't seen a red servant since she got there. Yeah, they're not sending. They're not sending anyone, anyone red close to her at all. Right. They come right outside her room and they drop stuff. And then they leave. They're not allowed to have any contact with her. And then one of the Arvins brings her whatever it is. And so. she she's almost like, it's kind of touching. Like, right? it's kind of flattering. She's like, oh, Maven. That I'm... You've been letting reds around me. <laughs> not trusting me. <laughs> that I'm, I'm still a big enough threat that, like, it's too dangerous. It's like, I think he just doesn't want to risk it. It's funny because... Uh, I like when we do this because when we do the podcast, I get to hear what you think of what Mare says, because I'm looking at it from a dude, trying to read it in the mind of a 17, 18-year-old girl. But when I hear my when I hear my daughter, who's 15, going on 16, yeah, say, you know, 
oh my god it's like oh jesus christ that is what she probably sounds like exactly you're reading it you're reading it as like you know i find it like an honor and we're just like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) at some point in time she's sitting there thinking He's not, not going to come and see me just for, like, the little things. Like, it's going to be some big grand gesture yeah. when he shows up. Of torture. <laughs> you are so excited. But it's, it's like, all, because it's all about her. <laughs> and Maven. It's, 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 it's craving that attention from Maven no matter how she gets it's it. It's pretty disturbing. So yeah. she gave all of this up. You know, she pity parties the bejesus out of herself at the end of this she gave all of this up and then maven's still not coming to see her right right how dare he that's the loss to her y'all yeah <laughs> let that part sink in yeah yeah just like he doesn't even does he, he even deign even come to come me near me are you are you hitting me yeah also i find it really funny and i think i may have actually brought this up before but maven is still 17. Yeah. He's actually a few months younger than Maris. Yeah. Just want to let that sink in. Yeah. So, now we really have reached the most toxic codependent thing ever. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's yeah. It's so bad. It's so... She's romanticizing in her head the next time that she sees Maven. Yeah. Like, what, whatever it is, what big surprise is he going to have for her? What's going to be, what's going to be, uh, tr- what triggers him to come back and see her again? Yeah. Yeah. Gross. <clears throat> Gross. So she's not thinking about why he hasn't come to see her. Not really. No. Because she doesn't care. And that, see, that's the first thing, like, it's I'm more reading like, this what whole is chapter more important thinking, than me. Yeah. I, and I'm reading this whole chapter thinking, what well, is more important than her? Right. Because right. before there was nothing more important than her. Right. Now he has he her. Was, he was killing babies for her earlier. Right. Now he has her. And and he's not, she's not on display or anything like that. She's just kept away like, you know, she would hide the notes in the little box in her room. That's exactly what he's done with her. But, you know, she's a whole I think this is one of those things that kind of sets this this series of books apart from a lot of like the young adult type series is the sophistication in the way she wrote this character because Mare is nailing it on the head but not paying attention to what's the most important thing what right. is more important right she just cares about why isn't he going to see me? Oh my God. Maybe, which is understandable for a teenage girl who's been through this kind of thing. It's like with Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. She, it could be what she would be going through realistically, but she's also giving us the story when we pay attention of what is big. Like, right. It makes you wonder what really is going on yeah. out there. There's something huge, because otherwise he would be there messing around with her, because that's exactly. what he wants to do. Yeah. She sees it as a romantic slight disgustingly enough. Right. Because to her, like, the sounder device isn't there. Right. right. Which he could be having the sounder device there constantly mm-hmm. going to drain her. So that's him being kind. Right. right? It's only it's only Arvin's and Silentstone. The sounder device that, like, paralyzes her is there. Yeah. It's what they, what they control. Right. And, like, uh, so that's, that's merciful. In her eyes, she's getting a little bit of a break from him for that. Gross. How would I spell that for the title of this episode? G U H R O U S. Gross. Yes. Gross. This whole chapter. I just needed a shower. As (laughs) soon as I finished this chapter, I was like, this makes me feel dirty. Maven from Mare. 
there's only one real thing that would be so important and so, like, threatening that he can't even, he hasn't even visited her in a month. Not once has he gone by there. I know. Like, you need to be like flowers. Sorry. So what is it? Well, clearly, with his mom dead, he's juggling a lot. Well, yeah. And she kind of talks about that, but... But not enough. Yeah. But she doesn't know that much about it. You know, that's why, like, in the Hunger Games, we had to get that... The scenes where Hamish was making deals with the sponsors... Right. Before he sent in the gift to them. Right. And then, like, Seneca talking to people. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't, we don't see that from Katniss in the book. Right. But it was important but it all makes to sense. understand. Because <coughs> there were other things that they cut out of the book that took a longer way around to explain that. Right. Yeah. So we, we get it, but they show it an easier way by just cutting... Katniss's point of view out of it and giving us that third eye that, we're, that right. we don't normally get in that series. So in this, again, in the book, we're not getting it. Even though we'll get other perspectives later on in the book, we're not going to get what is going on at this point in time. And if I were if I were mayor, that would be what would be driving me insane. Like, What's going on out there now that I'm here? Everybody else is out and scattered. He's not coming here. You know what I mean? Like, right. That, that's that's what I would be sitting there worrying about all day long. What's going on out there? What kind of war is raging? There's no guards here. He feels uh, safe enough to not leave any kind of, you know super heavy reinforcement or whatever, he needs all of that someplace else. Right. He needs it all with so him. So what is it? Yeah. Or or where he's got other right uh, people held, maybe. You know, if there's a group of people one place where he has to have more power there. But he also is not going to let anybody red around her to where she might get an inkling of being able to use her power. Or, but also they know they know that the uh, they've lost the element of surprise. I guess you could say with the red powers he's never seen before. Right, but also yeah. he knows that the palace is able to be infiltrated. Mm-hmm. So he is like better than you know quicker and easier than just. Find it like going through all of the servants and trying to find out if any of them are either members of the Scarlet Guard or would be at any point. It's just safer to not let any of them around her. Yes. So. He's not taking any chances at all. Mm-hmm. No. So he's slowly learning. Yes, slowly. Yeah. So, do you think that this birthday, the one that she spent here, is the worst birthday that Mary's ever had? I don't know. I think when it was like 11.59 and she realized Maiden had been there. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Tears. A single tear rolled yeah. down her cheek. She falls asleep in the corner. <laughs> Draws a little cake like Harry Potter and yeah. blows it out. Yeah. That's disturbing. <laughs> but probably accurate. But probably true. Which is so gross. I... Gross. I highlight, highlighted something earlier. I'm trying to I'm trying to find where it was. So... I don't like this new note style that I tried doing, but... <laughs> so, um... Let's talk also, again, about the fact that the, the two takeaways from this chapter is that She's just really mad that Maven didn't show up for her birthday. <laughs> but also... How dare he? But at least he's being merciful and nice. But 
also that Mayor would sacrifice hundreds of people that they saved from Coral's prison in a heartbeat for shit. Yeah. Now, I love my brothers. But, but, in this situation, I I feel like I would take the the hundreds of innocent lives. Right, and this is what I want to discuss when we talk about it during the recap. I think if she really thought long and hard, if someone sat her down and said, Mayor, think about it this way. You know Shay, you know your brother, you knew your brother. Mm-hmm. What would he say if he knew? Right. He would say, no, we have to go because that's how many Reds with different abilities were releasing and how many people were saving. Exactly. Versus right. my just life. Like your brothers. So just think about how what she needs to think about what Shade would have done in that situation anyway and not be so, I mean. Yeah. It's like what she's not even thinking about at if, all. If John had just told them that no matter what, if the best case scenario is most of you make it out, but Shade dies, Mare would probably be the only one still objecting. Yeah, I agree. Because I think, I think that even Farley would have thought long and hard about it and been like, it's still the best option. Yes, and Farley knows that, I mean, I think that's the difference between the way they handled Shade's death is... Farley knew, as Mayor does, that Shade would, in a heartbeat, jump in front of a spike for her. Right. And just as much as Mayor, mm-hmm. just as much as anyone else, he would do it for anybody because that's who he is. Exactly. And she knows that in she's been with him the whole time. They've been together while doing all this stuff for the Scarlet Guards. So it's always right. dangerous for them. She's always known that, that he, one of the two of them may, or both, will end up dying. Right. For this cause, and they're willing to do that. So yeah. she doesn't see it the same way Mare does, where it's just like, oh, she did this or that. Right. She just saw it as, well, that sucks, War. and I love him, but we knew this was part Possibility. of... We knew this was part of the job. Right. Right. I found the part I was looking for. Uh-huh. So she says, uh, Mare is talking about the trees that she can see outside her window. Right. Oh, God. So it's like... It's like then, almost winter time. Yeah, and like all the all the leaves have fallen off, so it's just branches like scraping against each other. And she says the courtyard is abandoned, forgotten, just like me. No, I growl to myself. The others will come for me. I dare to hope. <gasps> Progress. I dare to hope. <laughs> what is this? So then, I, then I keep reading. Oh my gosh, Maven, Maven's so bad for not coming to visit me. Then she thinks back to the snow. It starts to snow. She thinks back to when it oh snowed God. back at their house. And all the kids used to jump off the front porch and land in the snow, snow, banks. The snow banks. Even after Bree broke his leg, jumping in onto a hidden wood pile. So we're slipping a little. The hope, the hope is starting to go. Then she remembers that it cost a month's worth of Giza's wages oh to get the supplies for the so-called doctor to set Bree's leg. But also, and that was the last time they were all together. And uh, they'll be together because now Shade is dead. That was it. That was the last time they were all together forever. And I thought, oh, there she is. <laughs> and she's back. And we're back. We had, like... like she managed to talk herself 10 out. or 11 paragraphs of a hopeful mare, if that, if that at all. I'd say like, wow. 10 or 11 sentences. Yeah. 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 She managed to talk herself out of being happy. Yep. Girl. That is some deep emotional drama. And it's I mean, written well. You know what I mean? It's written very well, but it's just like... Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. And I think that's the thing about the fact that it's... We don't get, obviously, things like... You know, what's keeping Maven from her? Right. And clearly, he's scared because there's no guards around. We don't get that explicitly told to us. Mm -hmm. 
but it's implied, so we still understand it. Yeah. Like, if you really look at it and you think about it, you can tell that it's there. Yeah. But it's in the subtext because the entire major part of the chapter is Mayor's Pity What was me? Right. Which, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to get a lot of that, aren't we, in this? Yeah. From what I can book, remember. Yeah. yeah. And then, you, you normally think like, oh, a different point of view. Let's go. Don't get too ahead of yourself, guys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But so, at least we'll get something more exciting than Mare and Asylum Stone Room all day. That's true. <laughs> and her metaphorical cage. That right. is true. It's and not even a real cage. Exactly. Yeah. So she's <clears throat> the whole time that she's in this thirty some odd days or whatever in this room so far, all she's really thought about is I love taking a good crap, but I can't because <laughs> Silent Stone's killing me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm eating good food, but I don't ever want to eat right? it. Right? Why isn't Maven here? Oh, I, I mean, you know what I mean? This, yeah. That whole Maven thing. Yeah. And Which then, we talked about in that right, thing. Her sacrificing everything and her martyrdom. Not once when she's thinking about, like we talked about, why isn't Maven here? Does it cross her mind to think about, because she knows these, some of these people before Evangelina comes in, but the Samoses, she already knew that was this, they have intentions for the crown, obviously, not to try to kill anyone to get it, but Evangeline. Right. But if it the, comes to that, the, they the, will. In the, Sam, that in the Samos household, it's a given she is going to be the queen. Right. Come hell or high water. Right. So she should be, I mean, she doesn't even think about all these things that have been going on the last 30 some odd days that she's been here that could be keeping him away, like, is, what if he's dead? Right. Why would they tell her? They wouldn't release her. Nope. So, you know what I mean? She doesn't know what's going on. Also, the fact that Mare is like, I don't even know if, if, you know, my sacrifice worked. I don't know if I actually saved them. If Cal... Especially Cal, but any of them had died, Maven would be right there to tell you about it. That's the thing that would bring him back no matter what. Oh, there'd be corpses on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Like on her bed, like your cat brings you a, a dead bird or whatever. From outside. Yeah. Here you go. Here, look what I have for you. I have this body that you. Right. Your sacrifice didn't save. You yeah. wanted a birthday present? Mm-hmm. Here you go. It's, right. it's that's... dead corn in the middle of your bed. Right. Like, that's exactly what he would it's, do. It is. So something is more pressing than that. <laughs> It'd be a corn head instead of a horse head. Right. Right. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I, I would think so. I would the think plastic severed head in a box? Yeah, or some, box, something. I would think that Maven would, yeah, he would use that to kind of turn the screw to her. Or, or even just, like, at the very least, make it known to her. Right. He right. wouldn't just keep that from her. I mean, unless that's part of his torture. Mm. Have her just sit there I don't and think... not know what happened, whether or not he did keep his word. I don't think... No, <laughs> because if he did that, he'd probably walk in on, like, day three, and she'd be like... Did you keep your word? Be like, hmm, I don't know. Right. <laughs> then I, walk out. I don't think he could keep himself no. from constantly dipping in there and yeah. taunting her. He's, it's got to be something that's keeping him like away, away. Yeah, and almost on his mind business because otherwise he would be there just constantly playing with his new toy and and his mind off of her. Like he's not even. Not only is he does he not have time to come visit her. He's not even really thinking about her. Yeah, he's he's kept her completely shut down. This is what she even realizes it at one point in the chapter. This is what he wants. He wants to just put me away and let me rock forever. Yeah, and everyone just forgets. And, yeah, everyone just forgets about him. One by one, he shuts the Scarlet Guard down. Yep. And we fade into oblivion. That's his... I mean, it's not going to be that easy, but yeah. I'm sure that's what he thinks. That's what made the strategy is. But, I mean, he's, again, it's not just the Scarlet Guard, it's the houses. I'm sure he's, with 
Alara yeah. dead, that means there's going to be even more people who are just waiting Absolutely. to take him out and take, take a claim to the throne. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. But if the Samoses are smart, kind of deviating away from the story here for a minute, if they're smart, they take Maven under their wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And they, they, Lord Samos makes it himself almost like a father figure. We're going to welcome him into the family when he marries Evangeline. You know, people already don't really like him. He doesn't have a great reputation. Mm-hmm. This is their chance to really... And he needs protection. Right. And then you get a false sense of security for Maven, and mm-hmm. it's keep your enemies closer type situation. Yep. Because there's a for lack of a better way to put it, there's a hole in Maven's head left from Alara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he doesn't have his own ideology. It was all her. Well, so, no, but it also makes makes him dangerous. I mean, I wonder if you could even do that with Maven. Because you're not going to just suddenly mention... I mean, you're going to make it look good, but I feel like he would be... No telling what Maven would do. I think... It, I, it would be worth He's a shot, though. Clearly, a sociopath. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, so are they. So. Well. But I think that's that would be the biggest way to win favor. You know, with just about everybody. And it's it's more tactful than what I'm sure their current idea is, which is just um, if he causes any trouble, kill him. I guess. Because I'm pretty sure that's their current plan. Yeah, they've got to be working with other high people, other high houses to, you know, constantly have someone (coughs) with him. Right. Or whatever, you know, they know where he is and what he's doing at all times. Yeah. And how it affects them, so. Yeah, that's very interesting. That's what I would be thinking of if I was her, you know. Yeah. But and and you could even spin it like a what's more important than me. You know what I mean? Like she could even in her own self obsessed ridiculous way, she could be thinking that. What's more important than me? Right. I know I know that I'm more important than this. Right. It can't be that. I know I'm Right. Oh, but what if it's this? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's disturbing. Disturbing. Yeah, and we've got a lot of it left to go. We've got a lot more chapters to go with this. Yes. (laughs) You're trying to find the words. (laughs) I think that another thing that Mare needs to think about is not just these people that I sacrificed myself for. Did it work? Are they still alive? But also, if they are... What are they thinking right now? That's true. Like, what are they going through? Yeah, where are they? What What's happened to them? Are they together? Are they still collaborating? You know. Are they coming to get me? <laughs> right. They appear to be. But the fact that she thinks they're just going to, like... It's going to take more than, like, 45 days. Exactly. Right. Get, the fact they're that they're just, just going to break down the door and be yeah. like... Yay! Ta-da! I guarantee you, well, we don't know. We'll find out because I thought we get some Cameron chapters. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. We'll kind of find out what's going on with Cal and Farley. But, I mean, something tells me that Cal is going to want to go get her, but he's also smart, smart enough, enough to know strategy-wise. Right. He's got to find the right time and the right way to do it. Yeah. No. he's not showing up to the Drum Muhammad contest in Texas. <laughs> no. Now, obviously, a trap. The... <laughs> The thing that I think, the person that I think would be the most, like, well, let's just go get her then, is probably Kalorn. Probably. But he's more rational than that. So, right. Yeah. yeah. I think that's old Kalorn. Now, right. I don't think he would think that way, but I think, like... But his base instinct is still to think that way, but he knows better. Now. Yes. I think that's, like, start of the series, Kalorn would be like, let's just go. Right. And let's just do it. I know that Farley's probably thinking potatoes, <laughs> and also that, I don't think that joke is even like that joke is. hasn't even happened yet. No. Yeah, but we talked about it. We talked about it. Yeah. 
but... Um, her pregnancy craving is just always potatoes. Right. And I'm sure she wants to get Mary out of there, too. Yeah, but she's also like, we can't right now. I don't know. I can almost see her with her f- pregnant belly strapping on her gun. Like, oh, why are we still we here? Do this or what? Yeah. Well, I I think that she's she knows that they need to find an opportunity. Yeah. They can't just do it whenever. Because there's also so many more potential allies if they wait for Maven to mess up. That's right. That's true. There's this whole thing with whatever with Montfort or whatever that's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. Or, twins. So. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are in play. Well, and, yeah, and we and, don't see from Mare's perspective, and we don't know who's handling them for our people right. on the outside. And there's already fractures in people who trust the throne right now. Right. So there's going to be plenty of in the Coral's prison if that actual information ever gets out. If there were silvers in there, to the actual. Well, yeah, they've probably already gone home to their families. Right. So I mean, you got to think there's going to be some. Fractures of houses yeah. that are going to break away. Like you said, there's so much more. Really fast. And, if, and I'm sure Cal's smart enough to know to be following it and be like, hey, let's let this yes. civil war start to progress because yeah. that would be the perfect time. When, when this boils over, on. right. Cal is That's so much straight. better politically and strategically than Maven. Right. So Cal will, be, will know that their best bet is to sit back and wait. Yeah. That's true story. And if he's not, they would figure if he's torturing her, he would be doing it on TV. Yes. If so that she's probably, they're, they're probably assuming she's about right where she is. Right. Because if not, it would be televised. Exactly. Probably. Yeah. If, if he, she had been killed, they would have televised it. Right. So they know right. that no news is good news with her. For the most part. There's not any reports of lightning attacks coming from right. the palace. So. so she's probably still there. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. So, I mean, just life affirming chapter. Yeah. Two. An idea of what we're going to be rolling into for the rest of this book. It's about, it's about half of it, isn't it? A little over half? Yeah, about half of it. It's just this. Yep. I guess that's not technically. That's, that's including the. Uh, Cameron chapters. The Cameron chapters, but it's still during this yeah, but they're, time. They're Cameron chapters. <laughs> they're just as painful. Yep. But that's when we get, you know, Farley always with the plate of potatoes. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Every single time she's described, all of them, potatoes. Plate of potatoes. This going to be after the show comes out, it's going to be an action figure. <laughs> a little pregnant Farley with some potatoes. But it's doesn't like following somebody around. You can boil them, you can bake them, you can fry them. But yeah, French fried potatoes. It doesn't talk about the preparation of the potatoes. Yeah. Just potatoes. I, I assume because they're on like not a budget, but you know they're dealing with like rations. I assume they're just like diced and like roasted. Yeah, it's like mm. sauteing butter. Or yeah. Whatever. Probably. Or they're like the imperfect baby potatoes or whatever, and you just boil them for her. No. Yeah, doesn't matter. Baby wants carbs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all that matters. What happens if the baby has the same ability as Shade? Uh, and I don't think about she's that. like seven months pregnant, it just accidentally Pops teleports out. itself and out. What is that? Well, like, does the whole umbilical cord come with it too? Just like probably just cut, probably just portion of it. I think that it would, because like all of the the people who had all the reds with abilities, they were all they all didn't like develop them. Like it wasn't even noticeable until they were like a few years old. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it just like doesn't. I wonder if it doesn't develop until later. Yeah, um, I think you have... A, you like, it's part of your genetics, but it's not... as a baby, you can't control things that everybody has, like, vision or speech or muscle control. So I think 
for something that involves your whole body like that, it's going to take a while for it to grow. Yeah. Just like your brain and everything else finishing developing. But, like, I don't know if it's even necessarily even accidentally able to do Yeah. More it. than likely not. Because it takes... Shade says that it takes a lot out of him to jump over and over and over like that. Right. So a baby wouldn't even wouldn't, have yeah. the ability, the strength to even it's, do that, theoretically. In the, as in funny as it would be to have, like, a little toddler just teleporting <laughs> behind Farley constantly, as adorable as that would be, it's just not realistic. You like curly little hair? <laughs> <laughs> partying and so uh, far and the silence of maven speaks volumes i'm i'm just gonna mayor's reaction speaks volumes exactly i'm just gonna leave everybody with one thing i just want you to imagine farley pregnant like her attitude like she'd just be angry all the time but then sometimes she'll just get like really sad and start crying, and and it's just like, oh, uh, uh. and then she's angry again. But you go into like comfort her, and then she's like, "Why are you touching me?" Exactly. Seriously, <laughs> that's gonna be because <laughs> that's the, you, we know that's the real reason why we didn't get Farley's point of view. We got Cameron's instead. Why? Because pregnant. pregnant. She'd be cranky all the time. Get this book out of my head. <laughs> Stop narrating my thoughts. Say you could be here. Exactly. All right. Yeah, I think it's a good time to wrap it up. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us, guys. We are loving this new, more easygoing discussion format, and I hope you guys are too. It feels like we have so much more space to talk and to really flesh out what's going to happen in this book. It's easier. Yeah, because we are going to get, there's a lot in the subtext here. These are written so well. So we're able to, you know, wade into that. And we thank you guys so much for hanging out here with us. We throw those usual socials out at you. You can find us over on Instagram. We are at the Rockefellers. You can email us. We love getting fan art, fan casting ideas. Guys, just checking in to say hello. That is reading with the Rockefellers at gmail.com. Our website is www.readingwiththerockefellers.com. It's got our blog, all of these episodes, our smiling faces. I think there's some Betty stuff up there. Aww. The four legged mascot that we currently have. Green beans. Um, green bean lover. And uh, yeah, that's. That's everything. We will be back next week with another discussion episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.